welcome to episode 152 of the spookiest podcast in town, the Tennis Podcast. I'm your Nana, Nick Amell. I'm your sidekick host, Brandon. I'm trying to make Nana the new word for host. <laughs> you think it'll catch on? I don't think so. I think, <laughs> you know, when Snoop wanted to stop saying the N-word, he would call guys nephew. Yeah, I guess you're, yeah. Maybe you could bring that in, like the new N-word, you could switch it up to my Nana. Okay, well, I'll call Snoop and see what we can do. Uh, if you're new to this show, I am your Nana Nick, and together with Brandon, we cover top 10 lists every week. One of us brings a list, the other doesn't know, they try to guess it. This is the final episode of Spooktober Season 2021. Brandon, the last few episodes we covered, let's see, we covered ghosts, we've covered devils, werewolves, ghouls, Frankensteins, ghouls, hauntings, possessions, what else is there? And I thought... I'm going to go something uh, kind of on the periphery here. Something that we're all the most scared of. More scared of than all of those things. Uh, you know what that is? Disease. Our health and wellness. Yeah, health and wellness. Exactly. There's nothing scarier than having to dial 911. Right. And that's what we're talking about today. The most common medical 911 emergency calls. Okay, so you said there's a medical. That's important because my data comes from an EMS website, Emergency Medical Services. These are the top 10 reasons that people call 911 and they ultimately get routed to an, uh, EMS providers. Okay. This was a list idea that came to me from a listener named Andy. That's Andy with an I. Thank you, Andy, for the idea. I think she is an EMS person herself. EMS, EMT, whatever. Are these the symptoms that people are experiencing or... Is this the diagnosis? That's a, a very astute question, Brandon. You sidekick host you. Because mm -hmm. I had to make that decision. The website I pulled this from, which is, uh, let's see, what is this? There's a few. Okay, let me run through the sources and then I'll answer your question. Is it xnxx.com? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I know you got that bookmarked. I would never do that. So this is unitekemt.com, ncbi.com, nina.com, and nemsis.com. Nemsis is the National Emergency Medical Services Information System. They are the authority on this mm -hmm. stuff. They do this report. They pull the data. This is legit data. And they pull both the symptoms that the caller is complaining about and the, I guess what you'd say, the EMT is writing on the piece of paper in the report later of what they observe. Okay. So we are covering what the caller is complaining of. The symptom. Yes, the symptom. This is reported in November 2020. How about uh, shortness of breath? That's got to be up there. Oh, this is going to be a bummer of an episode, isn't it? Shortness of breath. Let me see here. Okay. Breathing problem. Would you call that short? That's shortness of yeah. breath, right? That's number one, you fucking asshole. Nailed it. Number one. Actually, I thought number one was going to be something else. I'll save that because number one is breathing problem. Breathing problems. It's an emergency problem. Yeah. All these things are definitely things... There's one that's a huge curveball that you won't guess, but most of these things are things you don't want to be calling 911 for. Uh, about 14% of all 911 calls are the result of a person saying, I can't breathe or someone in my house can't breathe. So that's what the person says. Here's what the EMT, how do I phrase this? These are how they're categorized by the EMTs. Uh, breathing problems can be a respiratory distress, mm -hmm. chest pain or discomfort, or the result of behavioral or psychiatric disorder, which I don't associate with breathing, but apparently... Anxiety. Anxiety. That, thank you. See, this is why you're here. Anxiety. That's a good one. <laughs> to bring ideas. 
I've gone to the emergency room for shortness of breath. And I know you've gone to the emergency room for hot dog fingers. Transplant, I don't know. (laughs) Brandon. Yes. Have you ever had, I mean, you don't have to share if you don't want, but have you ever had (laughs) We're going to talk about our own medical or medical histories. Have I ever had breathing problems? Take away breathing problem. Have you ever had a scare where you had to call 911 that led to like an ambulance coming? No. Okay. I've had one in my life. You've heard this story actually. Yeah. I'll give the short version, which is uh, when my wife was second with her pregnant, uh, <laughs> she was pregnant with her second child, uh, my second child. We went to bed and about 20 minutes later, she wakes me up and says, we got to go. I say, are you sure? We've had a few false alarms already. Why don't we hold out, see how long, you know? And she's like, no, no, it has to be now. Luckily, she got me to go. And so, 10 minutes later on the turnpike, two in the morning, and she tells me, this baby is coming right now. And I'm <laughs> freaking out. We go from zero to 10. This, we go to sleep, no issues. Contractions are very far apart. 30 minutes later, this baby is poking out. So, uh, I call 911. They tell me, you need to pull over right now and deliver this baby, sir. There's no time. <laughs> no, you knew. You do it. <laughs> well... Dude, that's why I called you. People that know me like you know that I am the last person that needs to be delivering a baby. They don't think they need to know you that well to know that. I'm squeamish. I'm a germaphobe. Yeah. So, I pull over, pants off, in position. I'm ready. You were most likely to lose your watch to helping birth a baby. Yeah. (laughs) I'm seeing things, Brandon. Uh Fortunately for me, ambulance pulls up. So, they, they told me to pull over and they walked me through it, but they had signaled for an ambulance at the same time. You said, thank God you're here and you ran over and grabbed an oxygen mask and put it on your face. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was good. Well, she gets in the ambulance. She gives birth in the ambulance like a minute later en route to the hospital. Don't worry though, I did pay for the hospital room. So, yeah, that's my 911 experience story. I, I guess I'm fortunate to have never really had a medical emergency in my life. could have saved some money, just have him drive around for a while and then drop you off back at home. Yeah. I've really pitched that. I'm doing a presentation to a bank next week to get a business loan for an idea where the ambulances are just converted into ambulance Ubers. That way, when they're not picking up emergencies or after the emergency, they, just drive they around can utilize their vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, someone's already probably working on it. Um, that's actually a pretty exciting call, I would think, for an EMT to have. That EMT, there was two of them that showed up, and one of them, it was like their first or second week, and they were losing it like as much as me. <laughs> they had never seen anything like that. Well, I would much rather come up on, on a berth than a bunch of a mangled tangle of, of flesh and steel. Well, there's, there's some mangled and tangled in the birth too, but no steel, hopefully. Do you want to guess car accident next? <laughs> oh, would that be the next one to ask? To, you well, kind of alluded to it there. I guess I was looking more at physical symptoms. I hadn't even thought about car crash. But yeah, car crash has got to be up there pretty high too. Almost all of these are the physical symptoms like you thought. Mm-hmm. But there's two or three that aren't. One of them is traffic accident, which is number five. You know, when you think about 911 calls, I would have thought, you know, I don't know, maybe a third or a fourth of them have to do with traffic accidents, but only 7% of all 911 calls are traffic accidents. Shows how much I know. Only 7 per- oh, of 911 calls in general, okay. Yes. Are the person on the phone saying there's been an accident? Well, I guess that is, accident. I mean, they're not reporting a symptom. They're just reporting like someone needs to get checked out quickly, probably all over their body. 
which could be the person calling and it could also not be the person calling. Right. For all these, this website from Nemesis, they list what the caller says and also how that caller's complaint correlates to what the EMS providers are most seeing mm-hmm. related to that. I'm, I don't know a better way to word that. But uh, so what they're doing for what the EMS provider says is uh, chest pain, discomfort, traumatic injury, but also altered level of consciousness, which I mean, that has to be intoxication, right? Is that what that means? Getting too high. Yeah. Yeah. I would think that's probably a more frequent one now that there's like very strong medical marijuana and you can get I mean, it used to be that if you wanted to make an edible, you had to just buy a big ass bag of weed and Hmm. potentially ruin it if you don't make, you know, your brownies the right way. And then you had no... So, what you're saying is you're anti-weed and you think it should be illegal. No. But now you can go to the store and buy something that's super powerful. And I'm sure that they have a lot of calls from people who try something they shouldn't have for like the first time. And And they start freaking out. They start freaking out. Thinking they're going to die. Or at least the traffic accidents. Well, I actually have the EMS definition from Nemesis of what they say is altered level of consciousness. Here's their definition. An altered level of consciousness is any abnormal measure of arousal. (laughs) Is that like the four-hour boner call? (laughs) How many times have you had an altered level of consciousness on xxnx.com, Brandon? Well, arousal abnormal measure of arousal. I don't know. It also says that it's a measurement of a person's responsiveness to environmental stimuli. You could just be mentally out of it, like no drugs or intoxicants involved. And they're like, this guy is not responding to anything, but he's awake. Mm -hmm. Gotta come check him out. For sure. You know, the uh, undercover boss show where the CEOs will go undercover in their own company to like, they should have that yeah. for EMS providers. <laughs> they should have that to where the hospital director, who's, you know, some frumpy businessman somewhere, white guy, <laughs> He's... has to go be in the ambulance responding to 911 calls for a day. I'm full of good I- business ideas today. Would they train him first? No, they don't train him. They just stick him in there and see how it goes. This is good TV. Oh, I was thinking he would pose as a customer. So he would like, <laughs> they customer. would bring in like a wrecked car and set it up in the street. And then before they, the ambulance got there, someone would whack him in the knee real hard with a bat. <laughs> <laughs> he would go through months of rehab and <laughs> he would review the whole, the whole hospital top to bottom. I like it better if they stick him in the ambulance and he's responding to like murder 911 calls, like murder victims and he gets there and he doesn't know what the, the fuck rookie's puking his guts out in the corner. <laughs> that rookie with a wig on is <laughs> keeps the vomiting. <laughs> and it's on CBS airing, you know, just whatever. That new guy who looks like our boss in a wig keeps throwing up. <laughs> uh, I have a few random 911 stats for you. Okay. There's an estimated 240 million calls in the U.S. alone each year to 911. 240 million. I was going to say, like, most of them have to be done by the same, like, 20 people. <laughs> 20 people in the whole country. You know, the kind of people who, you know, the people you hear about who call because, like, McDonald's ran out of McNuggets. Yeah. Or because someplace got their order wrong. It's Karen's calling 911 because they get so worked up over their order being wrong. But I have something to back up this claim you make because. of these 911 calls are from wireless devices, which means there's still 20% of calls being made from a landline, which means it's your nana and papa calling when they fall over. Well. Gotta be them, right? 
hopefully someone comes along to call for them or they've got the um <laughs> life alert life alert right we need to be sponsored by life alert <laughs> you don't think so i'm sure there we've got a few in their demographic yeah. i ought to be wearing one <laughs> you really should it's not too long two or three years probably until you're breaking your hip and wearing the life alert and getting the stair elevator thing getting close where does chest pain come in i would think that would be up high too especially if this was an American, not international. You just have no sense of priority put on dragging out this list and making it dramatic by saving the end, the best for the end. Do no, you? I'll save the most difficult for last. That'll make me look really good. Chest pain is number three. It accounts for 10% of 911 calls. Most commonly, it's related to chest pain or discomfort, abdominal pain, or respiratory distress. Or girlfriend making you feel bad. Or wives nagging you about the bills. Am I right, guys? Or no, it's, um, I have a recurring joke. I actually stole it from one of my good friends, <laughs> his dad. It's like a dad joke where you're at the restaurant, you get the bill. It could be $100. Mm-hmm. It could be $15. Doesn't matter. You look at the bill. You say, thanks, waitress or waiter. You look at the bill, check the glasses down to the end of your nose, really study it. And then when you see that final amount, you, oh, hand goes to the heart and you st- Start having palpitations. Oh my god! So that what you you don't like that joke? It's a good one. <laughs> well, since we're on the topic, when he goes to the store, he always pays cash for his groceries, and he takes out his cash when he's ready to pay, and he brings it up to his lips real dramatically and kisses it, and he says goodbye. What? How old is this person? He's in his eighties now. Oh. He kisses his money goodbye. <laughs> yes. He thinks it's funny. I was going to ask what kind of person pays cash for their groceries. And then when he said he was in his 80s, it made sense. Oh, yeah. They only pay in the, in the two most inconvenient ways. With a large sum of, of bills, uh-huh. of small bills, or they write a check. Yeah. I don't think people even... T- do grocery stores take checks these days? Maybe out in the... You can do a check, but... While you're writing the check, you can close your eyes and listen to everybody's eyes rolling around in their heads. <laughs> you know the Seinfeld where Jerry's check bounces and they put it on the, mm-hmm. the front window of that store? I was watching that recently and I'm like, people born like in the mid late 90s or later will have no idea what this even means. Is, yeah. Check. Yeah. Yeah. Is that it for chest pain? That's it for Jasmine. Yeah, this is one of those lists where I don't have a ton of notes. No, on. that's okay. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Needs, this needs to be uh, hot and snappy. How about uh, spinal injury? Spinal injury? Give us an example. Like, ow, my back. Nobody calls 911 for their back. Falling off a ladder? Okay, but that's a fall victim. Okay, fall. <laughs> fall victim. Vi- fall victim is number four. Now, do you think they mean they're a victim of the fall season or it means that they fell? What do you think is most likely? I think you should fucking slap yourself in the face. (laughs) Okay. Fall victim. They account for just under 9% of 911 calls. It's also related to traumatic injury, altered level of consciousness again. So, I think that's someone that's either... Man, that altered level of consciousness could probably also be unconscious. Yeah, they faint. Which is one of my... Yeah, which is one of my guesses. Hey, Brandon, do you remember that riddle from our bonus episode coming out in a few weeks about (laughs) they fell off the ladder, Mm -hmm. but how'd it go? Well, I don't want to repeat it. You have to pay. You got to pay. (laughs) You do. You got to pay for that. You got to pay Peter or whoever for that. Now, you rob Peter and you pay Paul. Yeah. 
coming soon to a RSS feed near you. All right, here's some more random 911 stats for you. I just mentioned my very funny fall season joke. Well, it says that 911 calls peak in the wintertime. I think that makes sense because yep. of icy roads and shit. Saturday is the most common day for 911 calls of the week. Party day. Party day. And also daytime. Now, that one did surprise me. Daytime has more 911 calls than nighttime. More people out and about. I guess, but there's also more people like just working and not partying. At nighttime, if you call 911 or call the cops, you might be a snitch. You know, I heard something about snitches. They get stitches. Have you heard that? Mm-mm. Is that a thing? Now, how does that work? Never heard of it. Okay. Uh, if you're wondering how many calls to 911 are low priority or non-urgent, as in they're not an emergency, uh, that would be between 23 and 39% of calls are deemed non-urgent. <laughs> they're just calling to chat? <laughs> just calling to chat. Or it's those Karens saying, hello, 911, this waitress is being very rude. There's a cat in a tree, but I don't care about the cat. What percentage of calls to 911 would you say are accidents or pranks? Accidents or prank? 10%. Like you butt dial or, oh, oh. or your child does it. Like a yeah. butt dial or pr- I was like, there's a whole category for pranks that result in trauma. Like is Ashton Kutcher going off the rails? Speaking of something people born in the 90s won't know about. Speaking of nanas and speaking of butt dialing 911, my nana butt dialed 911 the other day. How do you do that? I don't know how. Like, was it in a recent call history maybe? She calls it a lot. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. She likes to put her phone in her back pocket and then she twerks. So <laughs> okay, maybe what the fuck? that's how. Now who is being the weirdo on this, <laughs> on this episode? No, I think it was probably, you know, if you hold that one button down, it says like emergency SOS. Yeah, have you ever done that on accident? Because I have and it starts blaring at you like a really scary siren. Oh. No, yeah. I haven't. It makes sure you know. We're calling 911. It gives you a countdown. It is an extra dipshit move to prank 911. I was going to ask, have you ever done that as like as a kid? No, we pranked, we prank called tons of people all over the place. Fucking up until caller ID became ubiqu- ubiquitous. So it was like up until college, we were still pranking people. Like I remember doing it in oh, the Oh, we dorms. pranked people after that. Star 69, brother. Yeah, but uh, no, never with 911. Felt like, well, one, I always thought you could get in trouble. I think you can. Like actual legal trouble. And then also it just seemed like... An asshole thing to do. Okay. Like, I'm, I'm a, yeah, I'm a dickhead, but I'm not going to be a dickhead with 911. No, we never did either. We did one time convince a escort in Vegas that we were a Russian tourist in a hotel and to come visit us mm-hmm. and then when she's there she calls us back and says okay i'm here Where, which room did you say you are we start we start describing a room as having a broom and a mop bucket <laughs> and she said oh sweetie i think you're in a broom <laughs> she was on the phone with us for like 20 minutes trying to we were acting like a confused russian tourist it's a really sweet sex worker <laughs> should have just hung up on your asses yeah she was there so that's prank calls we did in high school. Do you have another guess? Yeah. Foreign object in body. No. Does that happen to you a lot, Brandon? No. I mean, it, I have it at my house. My kid swallowed a washer. A whole washing machine? How'd he do that? It might as well have been. It was just as much hassle. 
He means washer like a... Like a small metal washer, size of a coin. Yeah, like a little screw type thing. How about unresponsive? Would that be an, un, an, uh, be an altered state of consciousness? There's two that could fall here. I'm going to give you this one because I don't think you'll guess it otherwise. <laughs> is it very sleepy? <laughs> this man is stuck in sleepy land. This is called, this is how the website Nemesis calls it, unknown problem man down. <laughs> <laughs> I got a man down here. Very sleepy. That's got to be low on the list, right? It's number eight. It counts for 5% of 911 calls. I think this is when, like, you, you walk in a room and there's a guy just there unconscious and you don't know why, you don't know what happened to him and he's not responding. 911, unknown man, unknown problem. There's some situations where if you looked over and you saw somebody laying there, you would just know immediately the way they were laying or where they were laying. Like, it's not worth me walking over there and getting traumatized. That is a not alive person. So you just walk by and wouldn't call 911? No, you call 911, but you're like, I'm not going to like walk over there and poke him with a stick and start oh, giving okay. him mouth to mouth. Or start, you know, stifling through his pockets. Seeing what he's got on him. Yeah, like it's Red Dead Redemption 2. The first thing I do is loot him. <laughs> well, why not? He's sleeping. He won't know who did it. All he had was a nickel and a belt buckle. Well, Brandon, if I walk in a room and I just see you unconscious, unresponsive, <laughs> motionless, I'm just going to assume he's just sleeping. Call 911 and tell him man down. Sidekick host down. Can you see what's wrong with him, sir? He's down. I don't know. He's down. He's not up. I could tell you that. Now they'll say, is this Nick or Brandon calling? I'll say Nick and they'll say, so that means that's Brandon on the ground? I'll say, yeah. And they say, okay, we'll mark that low priority, <laughs> non-urgent. Man down. Well, that's man down. Right. Number eight. So you have, that is number eight. You have traffic accident at five, mm -hmm. fall victim at four. And again, we're unclear on if that's fall or fall season victim. An autumn victim. <laughs> Trius chest pain, number one breathing problem. Mm-hmm. Man down, there's one similar to that at number six. Hmm. Well, okay, it, you basically got it in so many words. It's loss of consciousness or fainting at number yeah, six. Yeah, unconscious. Yeah, okay. That's what I said. I said you got it. Number six accounts for six and a half percent of 911 calls. This is also related to poisoning or drug ingestion. Hell yeah. Altered level of consciousness. <laughs> uh, I wondered about the poisoning and drug ingestion. I have some stats for that. 80% mm -hmm. of all accidental poisonings occur with children's ages 1 to 3. Yes. Usually from swallowing household products. I can confirm this. Uh, so, we didn't call 911, we called poison control, but my wife had her, what was it? It might have been like allergy pills or something, like adult allergy pills, obviously sitting on the table and my daughter who was like three or four at the time came and started eating it. She thought it was candy. Ugh. Weren't they bitter? Yeah, she only took a bite and then she didn't eat the rest but she ate oh. half a pill, swallowed it and we knew it was probably fine but we wanted to be safe so called poison control. They just said yeah, she might get sleepy but she'll be okay. But anyway, it could have been something else. Could have been my wife's meth pills or something that my four-year-old got into. <laughs> it would have been great if like she did get sleepy. And then you had a nice quiet evening at home yeah. and you decided like every once in a while, a little piece of one of mommy's pills. Yeah. And we get to have a quiet dinner at home. <laughs> That's how Casey Anthony's kid died, I think. So, we won't do that. But I uh, imagine like Trump's grandkids coming that, you know, he probably, probably doesn't even remember the names. But when they do come over, there's pills all over the place. He's got to watch out for them snatching up Sudafed and all kinds of things. Yeah, I think he probably snorts. 
something. Tanning spray? I'm sure. I mean, I'm positive he did a bunch of cocaine uh, back in the 80s and probably 90s. With Epstein. Well, that's a rabbit hole. Let's just tiptoe around. So that was 80% of poisonings are accidents with kids, but there are adult poisonings, on the other hand. Yeah. Which are usually intentional. Yeah. Deliberate poisonings are often the result of attempted suicide. Attempted suicide poisoning. That's not, yeah. (laughs) Attempted suicide poisoning occurs 10 times more often than attempted homicide poisoning. Yeah. Brandon, how many people have you attempted to homicide poison this year? Give me your over-under. You think it's over 10? No, I've not ever attempted to homicide poison someone, but I do think it is an underused, at least in fiction. You know, I'm, I don't see a lot of real life poisonings in my life. Hmm. But yeah, a good poisoning isn't used as often as it should be. It's more flashy, you know, on screen to hire a hitman who comes up behind you and like strangles you. Yeah, but poisoning is much simpler. Although they might find it in the autopsy, I guess. Because like if you... It's a little you know, cleaner. If I wanted to... Let's say I wanted to have Brandon dead. He really pissed me off. He lost one of the audio files again for our show. And I say, that's it. I'm calling a hitman. Where do you start? Craigslist? I don't know. Well, from what I see on the cops, I saw this one where this guy hired a hitman. So the hitman hired a hitman. Yeah. And then the, that guy hired out. There was like four or five guys... <laughs> You're kidding me. ...passing the buck... Probably the last guy was only making like 20 bucks in a bag of Cheetos. Yeah. Well, I think sometimes when you hire a hitman, you're not actually hiring a hitman. You just go find like a friend or someone that's willing to do this for you. They're not a professional hitman. Yeah. It's not a hitman. It's, it's Brad. Yeah. <laughs> it's Brad is now also a hitman. It's like in the office when Dwight hires that, what's his name, to take out Oscar's knees. Anyway. I'm full of references tonight. So that was poisoning, which I was talking about because of loss of consciousness or fainting, which was number six. Hmm. How about penis being too large or too small? Penis being too large or small. Hang on. Let me consult. There's only a few left in the top 10 here. It's not that one. It's not that one. Not that one. Hmm. Is it this one? No. Okay. I'm really surprised. Penis being too big or too small, not in the top 10. Salami nipples. Salami nipples. How did you guess number two so quickly? Are you looking at my list here? Salami nipples. I'm running out of uh, ideas here. Think of a big one you're missing. Well, if I could think of a fucking big one I was missing, (laughs) I wouldn't be out of guesses. Think about Nana. We were talking about your Nana earlier. Uh Oh, breaking a hit? No. Imagine Nana goes to the new 3D movie at Cinemark. Okay. During this 3D movie, there's lots of strobing lights and blinking, flashing lights. Oh, a seizure? A seizure is number nine. Convulsions or seizure, number nine. Do you like how I brought it back to Nana? I'm trying to make it more relatable so you can understand. Yeah. Seizures account for 5% of 911 calls, and they're often related to that altered level of consciousness or fainting. You mean like flopping around on the ground and stuff? Yeah, well, you could say it a little more sensitively than that, but yeah. <laughs> That's how he says it in a Royal Tenenbaums, Mr. References. Well, I like to keep my references to those that people understand, not super obscure ones that you, 5% of the audience has You seen. haven't even finished yours. You're like, you're like, kid, do you remember that one episode in the office where, uh, well, never mind. The people that know, know, <laughs> and the people that don't, I don't want to make them suffer. And the most of us that don't are like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's something there about that in that show I'm not going to watch. The Office season 8-ish or 9-ish. Just watch that whole season. 
Come back yeah, to me. Yeah, if you don't have fucking six months of your life, watch all that shit. Oh, come on. They're 22 minutes each. You'll be fine. I'm uh, in The Sopranos, by the way. Just finished season one last night, Brandy. Well, what do you think? We should do a Tennis Pod Plus bonus episode reviewing The Sopranos now that I'm in it. What do you say? <laughs> now that it's on your radar, it's worthy? Yeah, well, how would I have reviewed it before I'd seen it? Huh? Smart guy? Great point. Let me think here. You got a really easy one. It's just looking at you in the face right now at number seven. Mm. You mentioned chest pain. Mm-hmm. Abdominal pain. Abdominal pain. Somehow you guessed spine pain before that, but abdominal pain is number seven. It accounts for 5.5% of 911 calls. Seems kind of weak. It's often related to abdominal pain and traumatic injury. That seems kind of weak. Why is that weak? People call 911 for all kinds of shit. You don't think they call and say, my tum-tum hurts. And the, yeah. the 911 operator says, have you tried going to the bathroom? And they go, <laughs> you know, I hadn't thought of that yet. Do you think maybe you need to burp? <laughs> you know, uh, I watched that movie with Jake Gyllenhaal on Netflix recently, The Guilty, which is all about a 911 operator. Yeah. It's pretty good. The whole movie takes place at his 911 operating station. Mm-hmm. That is the most stressful, thankless job on the planet, I think. Because people are yelling at you all the time on the phone. Right. And you're just trying to help them. Or dying. This guy calls and says, Hey, yo, my tummy tummy hurts. What do I do? And he says, Hang on. What kind of symptoms are you having? Don't you understand? I just fucking told you my tummy hurts. Get someone here. That's literally the whole movie. Anyway. Sounds great. <laughs> Sounds like a really good movie. You should watch it. Traumatic injury was related to abdominal pain, so I wanted to see what they meant by that. So the Nemesis website defines traumatic injury as trauma is defined as an injury caused by a physical force. Did you know okay. did you know that, Brandon? <laughs> Not done by feathers. <laughs> Examples include car accidents, falls, drowning, gunshots, burns, stabbings. All hilarious. <laughs> Major trauma is any injury that can cause prolonged disability. Blunt trauma occurs when, when you smoke a blunt. And then you fall down. Brandon, you gotta admit I'm on my A game tonight. That's, that's traumatic injury. Oh, abdominal pain. I also looked that up on the Nemesis website. It says, abdominal pain is a common complaint. Of pussies. <laughs> <laughs> it can be associated with a variety of symptoms, including nausea, vomiting, fever, diarrhea, dark stools, and urinary symptoms. Abdominal pain could be a symptom of appendicitis, intestinal obstruction, pancreatitis, renal colic, or abdominal aortic aneurysm. Everyone listening, you're now a medical expert. Unless you zoned out like I did. Should I go through the traumatic injuries again? <laughs> no, I know okay. how to get traumatically injured. I don't need help. Okay. So, you just need number 10 and 2. Wow. Hmm. I'm doing a great job leading you through this today. Is number two something else like uh, a traffic accident where it's describing something that happened rather than a symptom or is it a symptom? Uh, it's a little of both. Number two is going to make you mad. Okay. <laughs> is it getting my order wrong in a drive through No, but it should be. They should add that to the 911 like reasons to call 911 because I might kill someone if that happens to me. Because that really steams my beans. Especially when you get home and then you realize, oh. Well, number two is, quote, sick person. What? 911, hello? This is Jimmy. I got a sick person over here. 
that could be seizure, abdominal pain, unconscious, chest pain, breathing problem. That's just... Okay. Well, what do you want the EMT to do? <laughs> Maybe they mean like pervert. Yeah, it could be. You're a sick person. <laughs> Call 911 and they're like, there's a fire in my asshole and I need someone to come put it out. And the EMTs show up and it's a guy whose asshole is not on fire, but maybe for the Lord. And yeah, then they say, you're a sick person. That's what they write down on a little pad. Or it could be someone tells me, you know, I just didn't really, I couldn't really get into Breaking Bad. <laughs> I'm calling 911 and saying, I got a sick person over here. They must have an altered level of consciousness because they're not thinking right. He needs a checkup from the neck up. Exactly. So we don't know what the sick person is. Although, well, I guess we have some clues here because EMTs on their reports, they say this person had abdominal pain, they fainted, or old faithful, they had an altered level of consciousness. This is a catch-all. But I understand that this is something like, if you were calling and you just said, like, in as few words as possible, describe the problem, you would say... Sick. Breathing problem. Sick person. Chest pain. Unknown problem, say, man down. <laughs> that one would just basically, like, I see a body and I don't want to go over there. <laughs> I don't have anything more for you than there is someone that there and they're down. Now, if we're being precise today on this episode, are they down as in like they're down to clown? They're down to party? Or are they physically down, Brandon? You got to be more specific. <laughs> in my head, I picture just a white guy in shorts laying face down in a field. <laughs> and I'm on the phone going like, they're like, is he alive? Is he unconscious? I'm just shrugging. Man down. They can't see me shrug. I'm just shaking my head. I'm like, I don't know. He's... That's none of my business. It's the 911 caller's equivalent of a lawyer saying, we have no comment on that. It's me be, be saying, technically, I'm being a good Samaritan, but I'm just barely a good Samaritan. I'm yeah. going to call. Bare minimum. i get somebody out here, but I'm not going to go roll that guy over and start giving him mouth to mouth. Well, you're missing a hell of a time, Brandon. Don't knock until you try it. It was just a guy laying in the grass hoping... God damn, I hope someone comes up and Frenches me. That's what Dennis Nilsson used to do, the serial killer in UK, remember? He would pretend to be unconscious in the hopes that his military comrades would take advantage of him. Oh. But we're going down a dark path now, so let's get out of there. I'd forgotten about that. I'll have to re-listen. Yeah, because he, he had a fetish for being taken advantage of, which is a whole thing. But, you know, unknown problem and down, I understand that's like EMT lingo language, you know. Mm -hmm. Do you think EMT, when they're in emergency and they call 911, they, they say, I got an unknown problem man down here, even if they're referring to themselves? Probably not, right? Uh, they just say I'm down. And that's when the 911 operator says, could you be more specific? What are you down with? The sickness? The chiefs? <laughs> the new Halloween okay. movie? Come on. The sickness. You were about to say something about number 10. Yeah, number 10, uh, we've talked a lot today about altered level of consciousness. Number 10 yeah. is related to that quite clearly. I'm going to say it is intoxication. No, because that's captured in altered level of consciousness. Okay. But it is someone who's not in their right mind. It's a psychiatric problem. Oh, that's what I was about. I was trying to think sure of a way were. to like... Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. I was trying to think of a way to guess, like, how do I uh -huh. say in a nice way somebody's cuckoo bananas? <laughs> well, you didn't. 
<laughs> you could have kept that to yourself because now you just threw yourself under the bus. I'm just writing psych. Number 10 is psychiatric problem. Yeah, psychiatric. 4% of 911 calls. This is also related to behavioral disorder, poisoning or drug ingestion, altered level of consciousness. Uh, so this is people that, you know, could be having a mental breakdown, nervous breakdown, could be someone that, you know, needs their medication, but they don't have it and they're out causing issues somewhere. All that stuff is captured here. Sorry about cuckoo bananas, I guess. Do you have any more deep analysis on psychiatric problem you want to share? Uh, one time a woman banged on our door and she was having a mental health issue. She banged on the door and acted like she knew us and she was trying to get into the apartment. And then she went downstairs and she went to the parking lot and talked. She went and stood at this truck and talked by the window really animatedly for a few minutes. She was telling someone, this fucker won't come outside. And then she got in her car and she left. I did call the cops. I didn't call the 911, but I called non-emergency. And then I did walk down to see like who was in that truck that she was talking to. And there's nobody in there. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. So I had called, wow. I'd called the police and I said, I think she's like having an issue or something. But she got in her car and she left. I, all I could say was like, she went north, you know. Real helpful, sir. But then we got in the car, my wife and I got in the car and, and left. And we went in that same direction, like, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes later. And she hadn't made it very far, but she was stopped in the street. Cars were having to go off the road to go around her. And she was having a conversation in her car by herself. So we called again. I don't know. Hopefully they found her. This is a while ago, right? Yeah, it was a long time ago. Well, yeah, I hope they found her by now. They're still looking. She's still parked out on Sheridan Road in Tulsa. That's crazy. Broad man. daylight. She's been parked there for like 15 years. I put it on you then for not helping her more. Yeah, so do I. Well, I have a list of some surprising things that weren't in the top 10. All of these had less than 2% of all 911 calls. Mm -hmm. I shared my childbirth story. That's not on here. Childbirth. Right. Stroke. Cardiac arrest, although that could be captured in chest pain. Stab or gunshot wound. Choking. Burns. Animal bite. Or assault. I've, I've been assaulted. I've been mugged. Someone's assaulted me. I thought that'd be in here, but it's not. I didn't think of any of those either. Well, luckily you had me here to help move this show along. Otherwise, we'd be here all night. <laughs> yeah, trying to guess some impossible ass shit. <laughs> hey, I was going to ask you, you know, when they call 911 and they get you in the ambulance, let's say you're having abdominal pain, and they take you to the hospital, they get you in the emergency room, things are going to look a lot different in that hospital if we live in a world where peanut butter is watered. Because now think about all the things in the hospital that rely on clean water. I don't want to think about this shit. It's all peanut butter now. When you get, I don't know, it's just something to think about. I want everyone out there to take a minute and think about it. A fucking moment of silence. Yeah, we're giving them a minute. All right, I hope you enjoyed thinking about that. Let me go back through the top 10. These are the most common reasons people call 911 and what they say to the operator. Number 10 is there's a psychiatric problem. Number nine is convulsions or seizure. Number eight is unknown problem, man down. Number seven is abdominal pain, which means you probably just got to go to the bathroom. Number six is loss of consciousness or fainting. Number five is traffic accident. 
Number four is fall victim. Don't. Number three is... Ch- <laughs> I wasn't going to, don't. but I can if you'd like. Don't. Should I go back to... Th- I just said don't. I mean, maybe they're sick of fall. Maybe they're sick of all the Halloween decorations that are starting in September and all the people that have like, you know, fallen in love. You're getting tripped up. Okay. Number three is chest pain. Number two is sick person. Number one is breathing problem. Thank you. I feel much more educated. Do you feel more or less scared now about your health and wellness on this Spooktober episode? I'm the same. I was already concerned. I'm the same amount of concerned. You never called 911 about your gallbladder, huh? For your abdominal no, pain? No, it wasn't, it wasn't that uh, much big of an emergency. You weren't that desperate for attention in that specific scenario? Not in that way, no. Okay. I'm so well, desperate for attention, I want you to look inside me. Well, that's why people stick things inside themselves. Remember we did the, epi- the bonus episode on the x-rays? Yeah. Pe- what people see? I guarantee you some of that's attention seeking. You notice me now? Yeah. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening. And I want to thank Andy again for this great idea. We want to hope all of you stay safe and healthy and never have to call 911 ever. I hope that never happens to you. And let's close out now by talking about some podcast reviews which I read every week. First one comes from, this is ironic, I didn't do this on purpose, but their username is sick of everything mm-hmm. on Apple Podcasts. They say, this is a pretty decent podcast. <laughs> Easily number three of my top 10 favorites. Nice. I'm glad and proud to be one of your many, many celebrity listeners. Brandon has the best radio personality, but terrible taste in airport hot dogs. Agreed. Agreed. Thank you, sick of everything. You're one of our top three decent podcast reviewers. The next one comes from Erica on Apple Podcasts. Now, she left this and at first I didn't know what the fuck she was talking about. So, I dug in and I realized she left this review the day after we released our episode on the most common reasons for divorce. Uh Uh-huh. Speaking as a divorced woman, the thermostat belongs between 72 and 74 degrees Fahrenheit. That's the review. That is way too hot. What do you keep it at? My wife and I don't disagree over the thermostat temperature. Well, your wife is inflatable, so. 70 during the day and 68 at night. 68 at night I'm with. What did you say during the day? 70. That's too cold. I'm actually with Erica on this. Between 72 and 74 Fahrenheit during the day sounds about right. Uh, Well, Erica, thank you again. And thank you to everyone who leaves us a review. We read them every week. Just go to Apple Podcasts or you can also review us on Podchaser or on Good Pods. We'll read them there as well. My last plug for today is that if you liked this episode, you might also enjoy some of our past episodes that are semi-related. We covered the top 10 leading causes of death in the world back on episode 57. And on episode 49, Brandon edutained us on the most common ways people murder each other, which I imagine leads to some 911 calls. So seemed relevant. All right. Thanks again, Brandon. Anything else you want to say? Stay safe, I guess. See you next week in November for episode 153. Thanks.